Welcome back to the Airing It Out podcast. I am Lucas Shu, the host of the Airing It Out podcast. Um, we did not have a podcast last week at all because the audio software I was using to record the podcast was not did not want to cooperate with me. It would I'd finish recording the podcast, have like forty minutes done or so, and then I'd stop it, and then it cut out like little sections that were just so hard to piece together and then it did it multiple times so I had to do other things so I just stopped it but we are back again um week one the NFL season is done now Thursday Night Football happened Sunday Night Football happened Monday Night Football is done it is fr- it is not Friday it is Thursday at the time of recording this um started off some game re- recaps I guess I mean besides Antonio Brown and the not good news around him. We're not going to talk about that. It's not what the show's about. If he did it, he should be out of the league. If he didn't do it, then whatever. But that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, first game of the NFL season, Packers versus Bears. Oh my goodness. I had, uh, I didn't get to do the podcast, but while I was recording it, I had, I gave my picks for the other week based on the spread. I took the Packers plus three and a half uh, against the Bears in Chicago and the Packers didn't Packers won outright against the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky oh my goodness I mean I wasn't a fan of Trubisky in the first place based on what I saw of him last year but I know that Packers even has improved with Preston Smith Zadarius Smith Amos Darnell Savage at the other safety spot but Man, Trubisky looked brutal. He had a couple nice plays and a nice roll-up pass. I think it was Allen Robinson. But uh, otherwise, he could have. He only had one interception that game on Adrian Amos picking the end zone. But he could have had a lot more based on how bad he played. He threw one to Allen Robinson across the middle that should have been picked by Donald Savage. He knocked it down, but it should have, could have been picked and should have been picked. And there's another one where it was a curl route kind of. I mean, not Carolina was a comeback route, but along the left side of the field. And uh, it was right to Kevin King. Right to Kevin King, Packers defensive back, and he just dropped it. It was brutal for uh, Trubisky and Bears fans. On the bright side for the Bears and Bears fans, uh, their defense looked good, at least. Which is what everybody thought. But with Matt LaFleur, new head coach for the Packers, um, it was going to be interesting to see how the Packers came out and how the plays were we run but the Bears defense looked good looked really good against the run which man if I don't know who's the offensive coordinator there is in Green Bay right now or if it's Matt LaFleur calling the plays or who's ever calling the plays I know there's a game script I was start the game but don't run the ball as much for goodness sake they ran the first like three drives they just ran the ball up the gut or ran the ball like on outside run plays and it just looked awful I mean my goodness just run more play action plays run more passing plays for Aaron Rodgers for goodness sakes get him get him some help not help but get him some easy passes he didn't look good last night not last night Thursday night um against the Bears in general but man that running the running game was awful you can't keep running it like that but Packers got the win. I am 1-0 on the season as of 
the game I just explained, or more games, I said five games in total. But uh, getting into the next game, next game we had here, Rams vs. Panthers. We're not going to get into all these games. We're getting all of them, but we're not going to go into much detail as all of them. But Rams, Panthers, they were originally the team I was going to uh, bet on. I was going to bet on the Rams. I can't remember what the spread was at the time. Um, but Rams, Panthers, I don't really see the game. I couldn't really tell you much of what happened. It was during, I can't remember what it was, wasn't in my region, but um, I know the Rams did not look good. Goff did not look like Jerry Goff of last year, but I know Cam Newton played awful from what I saw. It was, the game was there for Carolina to win for basically almost a whole game, but they really couldn't pull away. I mean, Goff had a 186-yard touchdown interception. Gurley looked solid. Granted, Panthers have a, I mean, Panthers, excuse me. Rams have a good offensive line. But, I mean, Cam Newton, he's so inconsistent. He's like a better version of Jameis Winston in the fact that they're both Kenwin's a better, way better athlete than Jameis, but they're both inconsistent, big arms, and can sometimes be dangerous, but I think Kenwin's a way more active quarterback than Jameis is, probably will ever be. But uh, we're not going to get into that game too much. Uh, next game, Titans-Browns. Oh my goodness. The Cleveland Browns had some of the biggest hype and most intrigue and AFC Conference Championship, for sure. Super Bowl, guaranteed. People were talking about them so much. Oh, they made all these great pieces. Hand up. I was one of those people. I thought they were going to be guaranteed go to the playoffs, guaranteed go to the AFC Conference or whatever, or that's cause massive damage in the AFC, but... Oh, my Lord. It was ugly. Uh, they traded away... So this offseason, let's break down their moves... This offseason, they lost Zietler in a trade. I can't remember if he was in the... I think he was in the Vernon trade. So they lost Zietler for Vernon, but they lost Zietler, Jabril Peppers, and a pick, I believe, which pick doesn't affect anything in the field, But and then they gained Odell and uh, Vernon. Kevin Zietler probably was the best offensive lineman for them last year, and I didn't think it was going to be too big of a difference, but, man, they got whooped on the offensive line to the, by the Titans' defensive line. Everybody got whooped. I mean... <coughs> excuse me. Cameron Wake. I tweeted this out a while ago. Not a while ago. I replied to a PFF Mike, PFF Mike tweet. Uh, and he said, what Cameron Wake this is. He said, I'm not sure we appreciate how nuts Cameron Wake's career has been. Collected his 100th sack Sunday and was older than Jadavian Clowney is now before he played a snap in the NFL. Cameron Wake is the defense. This is my reply. Cameron Wake is a defensive version of Tom Brady in that he, like, never ages at all. He constantly puts up an insane amount of pressure on pretty much every single play when he's with the Dolphins. And now that he's on. The Titans, he's still doing it. I believe he's 37 years old, I want to say. He's up there in age right now. I'm fact-checking it right now. He is 37 years old. Holy man. I mean, he had two and a half sacks against the Browns this past week. He just crushes it. He, like, never ages. It's crazy how good he is. But uh, Baker Mayfield, the offensive side for the Browns, 
did not look like Baker Mayfield that we're used to seeing. He last year he was one of the most accurate, not maybe one of the most, but he was a really accurate quarterback in a really good rookie year. Carried on his uh, playing ability like he did from Oklahoma. Made some nice tight window throws. He looked really good. He looked like a top 10, 15 quarterback in the NFL. And I think he could keep going this year and take a big step. But, man, his offensive line did not help him at all. Greg Robertson got kicked out in the middle of the game to take the first quarter for uh, kicking. I can't remember who it was, but he got knocked over. He was on the ground, and he kicked upwards at somebody. And Ref obviously saw it because, I mean, he's a 300-pound offensive lineman kicking somebody. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. But uh, kick somebody, he got tossed. So they're down even him. And then it just got ugly. It was brutal. And their defense got absolutely torched by Mariota. Credit, kudos to the offensive coordinator for the Titans. And the offensive scheme for the Titans. Using play action with Marcus Mariota and getting guys open. And A.J. Brown uh, from, uh, what is it? Played with D.K. Metcalf. Like SMU, 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 maybe SMU. Uh, anyways, AJ Brown looked incredible. He might be the number one receiver on the Titans right now. He looked very good. There's a play where he like caught the ball in the middle of the field, kept running, got grabbed by a Browns defender, kept on going and kept on running as he's dragging him. And another Browns safety, another Browns player, another defensive back, got him and drug him down. Both of them. Just, he is such a good route runner. He's so clean. He knows what he's doing. Oh my goodness. Credit to the, credit to the Titans. Crushed it. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Where where the hell did Sammy Watkins come from? What was that game? Holy man. That was one of his best games of his career. It probably is the best game of his career. Tyreek Hill went out and Sammy Watkins just put the receiving core on his back and crushed he had 198, 198 receiving yards and three touchdowns against the Jags defense, who did really good against the Chiefs last year. And they improved. They added Josh Allen at pass rush at the edge with Calais Campbell already and Yannick Ngakwe at the other edge. They improved their pass rush, but Sammy Watkins just torched them. He had three touchdowns against the Jaguars. Last year, in 2018, Sammy Watkins had three touchdowns all year. That wh- Where did he come from? Credit to Sammy Watkins. Oh, my goodness. But uh, sadly, Nick Foles got hurt, broken clavicle. Was a big free agent signing for the Jaguars. I wasn't a big fan of it in general, but he did look good against the Chiefs. For what that's worth. I mean, the Chiefs cornerbacks are... Ugly to be kind. I mean, it's easily the worst cornerback group in the league. They're it's just brutal. It's brutal. I mean, anybody can pass on them. Gardner Mitchell looked pretty good when he came in for uh, Nick Foles, but this next week against the Texans, I don't think he's gonna be that good. I mean, they're probably gonna be sitting on his routes a lot, forcing him to throw deep. He doesn't have that good of a deep ball, but if he can start throwing deep and prove make teams respect it, he'll. Might be good. I mean, he was solid Washington State. Next game, very tight game, very close game. Ravens versus the Dolphins. Holy crap, was that game brutal. Oh, my God. They The Dolphins made Lamar Jackson look like, 
a mix of Tom Brady and Dan Marino. He was just chucking balls all around the field over them. He went 17 for 20, 100, 17 for 20, actually not 100, 17 for 20, 324 passing yards, and five passing touchdowns. What in the world? Lamar Jackson, last year he didn't, he, last year Lamar Jackson played like, he played like Lamar Jackson in college, kind of. A lot of running, makes your first read, second read, maybe, and then it'll take off and make a lot of things happen with his legs. But against the Dolphins, maybe it's the Dolphins. I'm leaning towards the Dolphins just are that bad. But Lamar Jackson looks like a man amongst boys out there. He was throwing some dimes to Marquise Brown, who torched the Dolphins for 147 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And four catches. It's like a random off receiving line when he had those three touchdowns, three catches for like however many yards that was. Obviously, I'm not saying Marquise Brown is Randy Moss. Randy Moss is one of the best receivers of all time. But Marquise Brown, outstanding game. Outstanding. Um, granted, it was against the Dolphins. Dolphins looked awful. I mean, they scored a touchdown at least. We can simply say that. They scored some points. They got a touchdown by Marvin Fitzpatrick. That was about it. I mean, this year's a 1-15, kind of year for Dolphins and Dolphins fans. Tank or two a time. Get Tua. Get him a receiver. Get him a, some, get him a weapon on the outside and pray kind of year for the Dolphins. But uh, next game of the week, we're not going to get enough. All of them in depth. Falcons versus Vikings. We're gonna get into this one more in depth. The next one. I had the Falcons plus four and a half. Obviously, that did not work. And the Vikings looked like they were playing like football in the nineteen eighties and just running through the Falcons with the this incredible blocking. Uh two things. Falcons. Well, well, three things. Falcons. What happened to your defense? Well, you didn't have a defense to start with, really. But they got ran through. I mean, Delvin Cook, everybody. You could literally hand it off to... They could have handed it off to like an offensive lineman. Like back up like left guard, and he would just ran through them for like 15 yards. It was ugly. What are you doing out there? I mean, Tian Jones back now, even. Oh, it was brutal. What happened to the Falcons' offense, too? I mean, Julio didn't look that good. <coughs> Excuse me. Their offense did not look that good, especially from last year when Matt Ryan torched teams. I mean, the leader in receiving yards that game was Austin Hooper with 77 receiving yards. Matt Ryan threw 304 yards at two touchdowns, but also threw two picks. I mean, that game was brutal. Uh, one thing I will say about the Vikings is I get they ran the ball and it worked against the Falcons. I get that. Falcons did not have a good defense to start with. They, I thought they would be better defense this year. Deion Jones back and Keanu Neal back. But but Vikings. Mike Zimmer. I know you want to establish a run. But don't establish a run, please. <laughs> Kirk Cousins had 10 passes. All game. 10 passes. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It was... One of the weirdest games I've seen in my life. The Vikings had 
This is a real stat line in 2019 where analytics is very popular, passing the ball is very popular, aiding the ball out is very popular. It was, Kirk Cousins was 8 for 10, 10 attempts, 8 for 10, 98 yards, and a touchdown. And the Vikings ran the ball 38 times. 38 times. 32 times if you don't count the Kirk Cousins rushing, rushing attempts. Dalvin Cook ran 21, Alexander Madison ran 9, and Amir Abdullah ran it twice. What in the world is going on in Minnesota? <coughs> it, I, I don't know what to say. That's not going to work. I'm sorry, but you're not going to face a Falcons defense and Falcons rush defense that it is basically made of paper mache. It's not going to work. You got to pass the ball more. I get, my Zimmer, that you want to run the ball, establish a run, old school football. But here's the thing. Passing the ball is more effective. Way more effective. But, I mean, you're probably going to find that out soon enough when you face a good defense. Packers defense looks a lot more improved especially in the run defense wise Adarius Smith, Preston Smith, Amos. Then they get then here's the Vikings next opponents in the next one, two, three, four, five, well six weeks. Packers. Actually five weeks, excuse me. Packers this week. I mean oof. Packers defense looked pretty improved. Pretty improved. Especially in the defensive side of the ball, especially in the run defensive side of the ball. Then they get the Raiders probably could do some damage with the Raiders. Then they got the Bears. Good luck running on the goddamn Bears. They could shut almost any team's run game down. Any team's offense down. They're that good of a defense. I thought their defense was not going to be that good this year. I think I'm wrong. Uh, Giants. I mean, Giants are just the Giants. And then the Eagles. Eagles have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL right now. Even without Malik Jackson. I mean, Fletcher Cox is a monster. That team is very good on the defensive side of the ball. Very good defensive line. Good luck running on them. They're going to get aired out a lot more. And pass the ball a lot more if they want to be, like, competing in the NFC North. Uh, later on in the podcast, we are going to do power rankings to end it. Uh, I was going to put the Vikings in there at first. But... They ran the ball too much, and it's not going to work, so I'm very, very, very hesitant to put them in there. If they do good against the Packers, I'll slightly consider it more, but they're going to have to really, 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 really impress me because I don't think you're going to get another game Delvin Cook like that. I don't think the defenders are going to be paper mache like Falcons were. I think they're going to know the runs coming, but whatever. Uh, next game... So one for one, by the way. I had the Falcons in Minnesota, plus four and a half. Uh, I lost that. The final score of the Vikings-Falcons game was loading. The computer's loading. I'm looking slow. Ah, 28 to 12. So obviously didn't work for me there. Next game, I had the Bills versus the Jets in New York. I had Buffalo plus two and a half. That worked out well for me. Uh, two and one on the season. Then, Bills, oh, 
Bills defense looked very good. They looked elite, especially against that uh, Jets offense. I mean, the Jets offense isn't that good. I didn't think they'd be that good. Clutch was, I mean, everybody loves the Jets this year, apparently. Our last, this com- coming to this year because they made, quote-unquote, massive improvements, big improvements, big free agent splashes, big free agent signings. I didn't like their offseason that much. I mean, they added Kalecio Assembly at guard. Good, he's a pretty good guard, but he, again, he's a guard. He's not like an outside linebacker, a left tackle, a right tackle. Then they added, uh, what's his name? CJ Mosley at linebacker. Good run stopper. Okay pass coverage. I mean, he's not going to off you line pass coverage. He had an interception against the Bills. Kudos to him, but I don't think he's that impressive. As a pass coverage guy, which you really need at linebacker, especially in today's day of guys slinging the ball around. And then their biggest pickup of the offseason, oh my goodness, Le'Veon Bell. You didn't need to pay Le'Veon Bell that much money. If you want that much money, you should just let him walk. You didn't need to pay him. <coughs> He's not worth it. I mean, the dude is a running back. Our running backs don't matter and aren't that valuable. Le'Veon Bell had 17 carries. This is against the Bills. 17 carries, 60 yards, and now he's getting looking at getting a shoulder like that. I mean, <laughs> come on. You can't you can't run your offense through him. You're not gonna be able to. He's not worth it. But uh Bill's defense looked really good. Maybe the Jets will play better against another team when Sam Darnold's healthy from his mono. I don't know what's going on in New York with the mono thing with Darnold and then Bell's getting looked at for his shoulder. It's a mess up there right now. Redskins, Eagles. Uh, Eagles did not look good for a long time in that game until like Deshaun Jackson just took over with a bunch of just deep receiving guards from Carson Wentz. But, I mean, Terry McLaren torched the Eagles' Uh, secondary. Just torched him. I did not expect that, especially coming out of OSU. I mean, he played like a man amongst boys. He had 125 receiving yards for a touch and a touchdown. I mean, that's that's a pretty damn good game. Keith Keenum looked incredible. 380 yards with three touchdowns. I mean, maybe the Reds. I thought the Redskins were going to be a bottom of the barrel team this year, like a bottom five team. But man, if they can keep that up. They're going to be actually a competitive team this year. But I don't think they will. But they can, obviously, they will be. But uh, Colts versus Chargers. I had the Chargers minus 6.5 in LA. Much of that game. Um, but I, the stuff that I did see, Jacoby Brissett looked good. It's a lot better than I thought he was going to look. And, I mean, the Colts actually look not awful. I didn't think they were going to be awful this year. I know they had a lot of good pieces on there. They have really good offensive line, and they have a solid, they have a good receiver in T.Y. Hilton. I didn't think they improved their defense in the draft, but I did not think they'd be on this level of goodness. Goodness of word? I don't know. But, uh, the Colts looked actually decent. I was very surprised. Credit to Jacoby Brissett. Credit to that coaching staff. They actually looked good. They competed with the Chargers. Chargers have a better 
ro- roster in general. I mean, it's hard to compete with that, but they look really good out there, the Colts did. Uh, Eckler had a solid game, proved that they really don't need Melvin Gordon. I love Melvin Gordon. He went to University of Wisconsin, but it kind of proved you don't really need a running back like that. Uh, now I'm 2-2 two two on the year because I was off by a half a point. It would have been 23.5 Chargers. Again, I have my 6.5, so I was up a half point, so I'm 2-2. Two and two. Oh, that can't piss me off for betting-wise. But anyways, uh, Bengals versus Seahawks. Okay, so we'll talk about the, tr- the Jadavion Clowney trade first. So on the last podcast, I was going to talk about the Jadavion Clowney trade and him getting traded to the game, getting traded to the Seahawks. Didn't get to obviously, so I'll talk about it now for a little bit. Um, the Seahawks traded for Jadavion Clowney and they gave away. Two linebackers, I can't remember the one other guy's name, but Barkevius Mingo and a third-round pick. Jadavian Clowney is... It's it's an interesting trade because I think Jadavian Clowney is a solid edge rusher and a good edge rusher, but he's not like your top-tier guy. He doesn't... He's not that guy who can just terrorize teams every play in and out. He's a good pass rusher, don't get me wrong, but he's a better run-stopper, which... Ironically enough, the Seahawks just love to do being a run-stopping team and being able to stop the run. I mean, stop the run, excuse me. Run the ball, because Brian Schottenheimer is a madman. He's Him and Mike Zimmer are my arch-rivals from a football perspective and how you should play the game. Arch, 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 arch-rivals. Oh my god. They... <laughs> The run the ball game is the run I mean, the Seahawks run game is just I don't even know. The, Se- the Seahawks back to the game. The Seahawks wanted to I don't I don't know what's going on in uh, Seattle. They do not look good. John Ross, Zach, credit to uh, who is an Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. He made Andy Dalton and John Ross. Killers out there. Andy Dunn had 418 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and John Ross had seven receiving seven receptions for 158 yards and two touchdowns. Holy man, did they look good? I mean, I've kind of starting to like the Bengals a little bit with how their style of play is. With the Seahawks. I don't know what's going on there. They are wasting Russell Wilson. Wasting him. They are running the ball way too much. Giving Carson, Chris Carson the ball way too much. Let Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson. Pass the ball more than 20 times a game for goodness sakes, Seahawks. Oh, they went from one of the best teams in the NFL with an elite defense and Russell Wilson torching teams too. Alright, we're going to establish the run and keep the games insanely close and hope Russell Wilson bails us out. They are not a good team. Lions versus Cardinals. I did not bet in this game. The Cardinals did not look good for most of that game. But in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, Kyler Murray just turned it on. Holy man, he came out of nowhere. Watch. TJ Hawkinson looked good. Fitzgerald looked really good. It was just a fun game to watch in general for me. Uh, next game, 49ers versus Buccaneers. 49ers... Uh, 
had them minus a half a point in Tampa. They won 31-17. So 3-2 and two in the season so far. Thank goodness. Got a win record to start the season off for me anyways. But uh, I only have one real thing to say on this game. And it's Jameis Winston. What the hell are you doing out there? Oh my goodness. He, Jameis Winston could not hit the broad side of a barn if he wanted to. He was brutal. But then, then probably six weeks from now, he's going to have a game where he throws for 300 plus yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and runs for like 40 yards. He's just that type of player, but he errors more on the I'm going to be awful side. He's so damn volatile. It's just, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. It's like Fitzpatrick, which is why it was so funny last year that the, that the Buccaneers had two of the most volatile, dynamic, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. They could win you the game or completely take you out of the game quarterbacks. But good Lord, did James Winston did not look good. Steelers with Patriots. Patriots to the Patriots thing where he is run through teams. It will. Um... It looked like the Steelers were rarely missing Big Ben. Or Big Ben, excuse me. It looked like Big Ben and the Steelers were missing A.B. I mean, Suju Smith-Schuster kind of got, not I want to say locked up, but he really got slowed down by uh, Stephon Gilmore, who is probably the best corner in the league right now. They look really good. Deontay Johnson looked solid. He had a couple plays where he got offensive interference. Need to some kinks. Texans and Saints. Really fun game to watch. Uh, Larry, we got, oh, I was going to talk about the Larry Tunzel, Kenny Stills trade. Larry, I was talking about the last podcast, but we'll talk about it now. Larry Tunzel, which, Larry Tunzel, Kenny Stills was traded to the Texans from the Dolphins for, I believe, two first round picks this year, one this year, and one next year, and a second rounder. I can't remember what year it is, and then Julian Davenport, and one other player. Holy man did uh holy man did the dolphin just rob the Texans of the, on that deal. They robbed him blind. You're telling me that Larry Tunzel is not that good of an alignment, first of all. He's not that good, and he showed it against the Saints. He got beat up pretty bad. He gave him two sacks. It was not a good night for Larry Tunzel and a Texans fan. If you're a Texans fan, it was not a good night. Especially looking back at that trade. Kenny Stills is a nice piece. Nice piece. I want to say he's Great. He's okay. He's solid. He's nice. Not very much to say about him. But giving up multiple first rounders and a second rounder for Steels and Tunzel is a robbery. I mean, I get the Texans and Bill O'Brien are trying to give Watch an offensive line, but you're not going to give him an offensive line by just going, here's a left tackle. He's an okay left, young left tackle. Will that fix a problem? Will that fix our problem? Oh, wait. Teams can rush on the right side of the line as well. Oh, well, I didn't think of that. And then he's going to get crushed. I mean, on the right side of the line, he's going to be facing against the Jaguars against Calais Campbell, Josh Allen. This is in the division. Calais Campbell, Josh Allen. You know what? Let's just look at the Texans' uh, schedule this year. See who they're facing this year besides the uh, Jags, Titans, Cameron Wake. Uh, Jags, Titans, and Colts. So they just play this the Saints. Obviously lost to the Saints. Playing the Jaguars next week, that's Josh Allen, Clayus Campbell. Playing the Chargers, Melvin Ingram, Bosa. Playing the Panthers, don't really have a pass rusher. Falcons don't have a pass rusher. Chiefs, Chris Jones. 
Who are they going to stop? Colts, Justin Houston. They are going to get ran through. Adding one player to your offensive line does not make your offensive line that much better. You need to build it out with a group of players, a group of linemen. You can't just go, one guy, here you go, you're better. And he wasn't even that good of a, a lineman. He was too hyped up. Last game of the, the week, late game of Monday football, Broncos versus Raiders. Credit to John Gruden and whoever the OC is in Oakland. They drew up a perfect game plan using quick routes and quick passing game to nullify uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. The Colton Miller and Trent Brown, the right tackle Trent Brown, left tackle Colton Miller for the Raiders, weren't that good. I get they didn't give any sacks at all, but holy man, did John Gordon drop a game plan, or whoever whoever dropped the game plan, quick getting the ball quick. Great game plan, great game plan. It really it saved Derek Carr. Derek Carr looked really good the game. Tyrell Williams looked really good the game. Joe Flacco looked like Joe Flacco, which is not good. But credit to the coaching staff and the Raiders for really helping out Derek Carr. Now that we kind of recap the whole week one of the NFL season, next week picks for the NFL season. I got talking about the spread, so I'm already three and two. First game we got Chargers are in Detroit. I have Chargers minus two and a half in Detroit. Detroit looked. There's a tie. It was a tie game. How that game ended in Arizona, but Troy looked ugly in that game. It gets a rookie QB, a rookie coach who you don't actually scout him, watch him in college. You know what's coming. They did not look good, and now they're facing a better offense in Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They got so much better players. Hunter Henry's out now. He's hurt again, which is just sad. He's such a good young player, but he's gone now. But I think the Chargers would just kind of take this game and win outright and cover the spread. I'm taking Chargers 2.5 in Detroit. Next game, Colts in Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee minus 3.5. Tennessee looked very good, especially against a Browns team that had so many weapons on the outside in Odell, in Jarvis Landry, in David Njoku. And they just whooped them, especially in the offensive line. And the D-backs looked pretty solid. Kevin Byard's a really good safety back there. But I think the Colts aren't going to have that good of a game that they did last week against the Chargers. I don't think they're going to be able to be able to keep that up. I just think it's unsustainable, especially with Jacoby Brissett at your quarterback. I mean, I just don't see it coming. I don't, I don't see it. I think Titans defense is too good for the Colts to handle. I think Titans win in Tennessee. Uh, next game, we got Buffalo against the New York football Giants in New York. I'm taking a Buffalo minus one and a half. Buffalo's defense looked already... Okay, the Jets' offense is better than the Giants' offense. At receiver, they're better. At quarterback, they're better. They're just a better overall offense. Maybe running, running backs can running backs contestable. Levin Bell, Sikon Barkley. Running back, honestly, doesn't matter too much, but if we're just looking at it like that. And then the the Bills shut them down for the most part. Look really good. Imagine they're going to do the Giants and only losing one and a half points. I think it's going to be a walk in the park. I think the Bills are going to win by at least a touchdown in this game. 
They're too good on defense. The Giants have no real offense. They don't have much of a defense either, really. So I think it's going to be easier on Josh Allen this year in this game. Easier on John Brown. Easier on Cole Beasley. And they're going to crush it. Eagles versus Falcons. Eagles are playing in Atlanta. I'm taking the Eagles minus one and a half. This game slightly worries me because the Falcons, they are at home. Matt Ryan played better at home for whatever reason, playing in a dome. But I don't think you're going to get the same Eagles team that looked that bad against the Redskins in the first half of the game. I think they're going to be looking a lot better, even with the injured Malik Jackson. I think they're going to still kill it and still just torch the Falcons' defense, especially with Carson Wentz. Deshaun Jackson probably have another big game. I mean, if the Falcons can't stop the Vikings' offense, what do we expect them to do against the Eagles' offense, who has, in my opinion, a better quarterback, just as good as a receiving core, a better tight end, a good group of running backs, and a better offensive line? What do we think is going to happen then? It might get uglier. And the Eagles have just as good a defense as the Vikings do. Maybe not in the secondary they're not as good, but defensive line, I think they're, they're top three in the league. Malik Jackson being hurt does not help them, but I think they still just crush the Falcons. And they went by touchdown as well. Last game I got, I got Cleveland minus two and a half. In New York, Jets, that is. Jets again, plus two and a half. I'm taking Cleveland, though. Minus two and a half in the J- New York and the Jets. Playing in New York and the Jets. The Browns looked ugly against the Titans. They looked ugly. But I think it's going to be a wake-up call for the Browns. And I think they're going to step it up, especially this week, in the, in New York. And then they're going to take it to the Jets. Uh, by the way, Darnold... Out against the Jets. This is recorded before the line moved. I wrote one notes everything before the line moved. Uh, even, I think the line is now six and a half. I think I'd still take Cleveland minus six and a half against the Jets. I just think they have the Jets are gonna have nothing on offense. They're, really, they're gonna run the ball with Le'Veon Bell, I guess. Give it to Jameson Crowder, Robbie Anderson. I mean, it's I don't even know who the Jets' backup quarterback is right now. Is it Bryce Petty? Is it... I don't even know. Luke Falk. Luke Falk is going to be their... Probably starting quarterback, I think. Trevor Simeon? Never mind. Not Luke Falk. Trevor Simeon. Oh, boy. It's going to get ugly. So Luke Falk is going to be the backup to Trevor Simeon uh, against the Browns. You can't see it right now because I have, don't have a camera. But I'm making a very disgusting face. Maybe not disgusting, but very, like, this is going to be easy win for the Browns. This should be a confidence builder for the Browns. And if they can't crush the Jets in this game, I'd be very worried as a Browns fan. They, they win by, like, three points. I'd be very worried. Uh, on to everybody's favorite segment of the show. Power ranking time. Uh... We did not get to do it last week because, as I said, the audio equipment, not audio equipment, excuse me, audio software was not working for me. It decided to hate me. 
for whatever reason, decided to hate me. But power rankings, we're doing 10 teams. We got Tennessee Titans coming at number 10. Last time we did this, which was two weeks ago, they were not ranked at all. I didn't have anything to be that good, but they look really good. Their offense looks like modern-day offense using play action a lot, using some motion. It looked like a very, very, very good offense this year. And it looks like it could be one of the best offenses. And then their defense on top of that is really good. Cameron Wake, they added their defense, crushing it. Kevin Byard in secondary is really good. I think they could be a legit surprise team this year and make a wild card run. It's They, they surprised me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, number nine, Cowboys. Two weeks ago, they were number 10. I think their offense is slightly better than I expected. Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore looked really good together and looked like it could be a really good duo together in the NFL. Granted, it was against the New York Giants, who really don't have much on defense. And they didn't have much on offense in general either. But I think this could be an interesting duo. I'm skeptical to not bump them up too high because I don't know how well they're going to be against a legit offense. I mean, not a legit offense, excuse me, a legit defense. But if they do pull out some good games against some legit defenses that they're playing, let's see who's on their schedule quickly. Um, but if they do have good games against some like, solid defenses, like they just played the <coughs> just with the Giants, didn't have a defense. They played Cowboys next. I mean, the Cowboys play the Redskins next. Not really a good defense there. Dolphins, I mean... I don't think they even have a defense, feels like. But then you have the Saints. Good defense. You have the Packers. Good defense. If they can pull out some games against those teams and start really showing some good things, I think I'd be more comfortable moving them up. Chargers. 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 You got torched by Jacoby Brissett. I don't know what happened there. But they get absolutely torched by Jacoby Brissett. It was ugly. It they Their offense at least looked good. But their defense is not what I expected. I mean, it looks like they're really missing Derwin James because it got very ugly. Especially with a quarterback of Cooper level, you can't be letting him do that to you. So they were six. They are now eight. I bumped them down two spots. Number seven, got Texans coming into that spot. They were number nine two weeks ago when we first did this. Now they are number seven. Uh... The Texans looked really good against... Well, Deshaun Watson looked really good against the Saints. He killed it. He did not get any help from his defensive line. Excuse me. Offensive line. He did not get any help from his offensive line, really. He didn't get any help from DeAndre Hopkins. He didn't get any help from really anybody on his team besides himself. I mean, all of last year, DeAndre Hopkins... I tweeted this out. DeAndre Hopkins had zero drops. Not a single one. If he got to him in his vicinity, he caught it. But that night, Monday night against the Saints, he had three drops. He had one where it was like over the guard on the outside, like an eight-yard route, and he just dropped it. It was like a little low pass by Watkins. Ask him, Watkins. Uh, Watson. I'm losing my mind right now. And then another one I remember was like a deep route where he did a beat. Oh, I can't remember what cornerback it was for the Saints. But 
you beat him on the outside. It's a little slightly underthrown, but he had it. It looked like he didn't get, pull it in his arms, but he just dropped it and go bounces right out of his arms. It was not a DeAndre, a DeAndre Hopkins-esque game. Something we rarely ever saw from him last year at all because it didn't happen. He did not drop anything. They still looked good, except for about two spots. Packers, I have it at six. They were number seven, but the Packers looked good against the Bears. I'm still very worried about them based on the play calling and based on Rodgers not looking like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. He had a lot of... He could have had probably two interceptions that game, which is something that Aaron Rodgers normally never does. Normally never happens to him, but one where he threw a ball off Jimmy Graham's foot, bounced in the air. That shouldn't have been an interception, but it it should have been and shouldn't have been at the same time. Like, Jimmy Graham, that was just a weird play. Like, it bounced off Jimmy Graham's foot. It should have just went off Jimmy Graham's foot probably into the dirt or somewhere weird. But it bounced, like, straight into the air. And then it could have been easily picked, but it didn't. And there's another one where the route got jumped and nearly was picked off. But it wasn't, like for Aaron Rodgers. Defense did look really, really, really good. Preston Smith had a great game. Darius Smith had a great game. Amos had an interception. Darnell Savage looked outstanding. Outstanding. His speed and his burst is on another level. He made a play where he jumped the route or read the route and could jump it, but he ran so fast that he beat the ball to the receiver. So he had slowed himself down to make sure he could stay in front of it. Number five, we have the Rams. They were number two. They had an ugly, ugly game against the Panthers. I am not a big fan of the Panthers. I do not think they're that good of a team. But this, they didn't look good. Goff did not look like Goff last year where he looked like a top 10 quarterback. It was an ugly game for the Rams. The defense defense looked solid. Eric Weddle's out because he his head started gushing blood. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen that yet. If you're queasy with blood, probably don't see that. Probably don't, because he got like, it was a McCaffrey jumped in the air as well as going for the tackle, and it was like McCaffrey's like shin or foot just hits Weddle in the head. Weddle goes down, take his helmet off, and he does a gushing blood. They take him out of the game, obviously, but it was brutal. Number four, I had Eagles. They were number three two weeks ago. The one thing that really hindered them, they'd probably be, this, probably be in the same spot right now if if it wasn't for that first half against the Redskins where the Redskins looked good against them in case Keenan was torching them. But I don't want to talk about them too much because I think they're still going to be an elite team. But that game really messed with them. Number three, I had the Saints. They were number five. Drew Brees has not taken a step back, it seems like. I mean, that last drive, he was dicing the Texans' defense up, which is not easy. And the Saints offensive line looked really good. Ryan Ramchick is about to be paid big money. He looked so good against J.J. Watt. So good. To stop and to stop J.J. Watt, one of the best pass rushers in the league, one of the elite players in the league, best players in the league, 
to slow him down is insane. Ramchak had a good year last year, pretty good year. And then he comes out, probably a top five right tackle, comes out against the Texans and just does that? My lord, did he look good. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, did the Chiefs look good. Wow. Their offense was killing it. They picked up what they picked up last year, picked off last year, and just started torching teams. <laughs> Even without Tyreek Hill, Kelsey and Watkins just started just going off and torching the Jaguars. The Jaguars were one of the teams that actually did good against the Chiefs. Jalen Ramsey's there. Bouye's there. Clay's Campbell. Yannick Ngakwe. Josh Allen. Miles Jack got thrown out of the game, but he was there until he got thrown out of the game for punching Watkins, I believe it was. Trying to punch Watkins. But they looked really good. If they can keep that offense up even without Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's supposed to be back. They avoided uh, the worst-case scenario. So he'll be back this year. Imagine what they're going to do with Watkins playing at that level. And then you have Tyreek Hill, who's the most dangerous deep threat in the NFL right now. They're going to be destroying teams. And then number one, the New England Patriots. They still look like the Patriots. They're cold-blooded. They're heartless assassins. They'd go out there and just crush you and rip your heart out. And it looked so good. Brady looked good. The defense looked top-notch. I was personally worried about their offense because of who they had at their receivers. They have Phil Dorsett. They had Josh Gordon. Edelman. Oh, here. I got it. I got it right here. So they had Phil Dorsett. Was going to be Tony Brown, but no Tony Brown for now. Obviously for five seasons. Uh, Phil Dorsett. Julian Edelman. Josh Gordon. And Jacoby Myers. Everybody on that roster besides Edelman is like a big physical contested catch guy. And I was worried that it won't get able to get separation. They weren't going to get open and make catches. But, of course, Patriots, guys, they got open. They made good plays. And they just torched the Steelers' defense. Granted, Steelers' defense wasn't that good. And isn't that good in general. Devin Bush didn't look that great. They didn't have that good of a defense. By the way, I did not get to mention this when I was recapping the Steelers versus Patriots game earlier. But... The Patriots, I mean, excuse me, the Steelers, Big Ben, he looked like he took a step back last year, and it really looks like he took a step back this year, too. He did not look like a top-time quarterback last year, and he certainly did not look like a top-ten quarterback against the Patriots. It got ugly. Uh, next week, I'll probably have divisional picks, if I can get in on time. I've been kind of busy lately with schoolwork, other work, PFF, everything right now. Writing or fan sided, but I will try getting that in. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Please share it with your friends, family, people you know, people you don't know, strangers on the street, your doctor, anybody who will listen to you talk or anything. Mention the Air It Out podcast. Go follow the Air It Out pod on Twitter. Go like or tweet everything I do. Uh, rate this podcast. Oh, we are looking for uh, an intro for this podcast still because I cannot find anything right now. I'm busy. If you guys have anything at all, please send it to me because I need stuff. But uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, like, everything. Thanks, guys. Bye.